This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Tuesday, June 16th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Brad Johnson. Brad, how are you doing this morning? Um, well, and you? Doing okay. Doing okay. It's it's. I'm still not used to these early Tuesdays and Thursdays <laughs> recording with you, but uh, I'm doing all right. Doing all right. We're going to look at all these games for Tuesday, and as you were just mentioning to me, there's a lot to pick from on this day. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, some day games and just just some good matchups in, that make things uh, good. Um, also, I tweeted at you, um, got a question earlier. Might as well get to it now, get it out of the way. But um had a listener ask, James Allen tweeted, asked about sites or methods for checking weather. And I mentioned that you're better at this than I am. Um, I have some ways to, to keep an eye out. But, um, and I think I asked you earlier in the year, but l- let's take another peek at that. What's your best way for you to check weather or, or anything you recommend in terms of making sure these games get played? Sure. So what I do early in the morning is I go to a site called Baseball uh, Daily Baseball Data. Uh, they have weather broken down by hour. Uh, they pull it from, uh, I think, uh, Weather Underground, I believe. And so you can get a sense of, you know, which games might be, might be wet beforehand and delayed, which ones might, you know, have game rain in the middle and cause a problem with the pitcher. Uh, gives you a good idea, but I'm doing that usually, you know, 6.30 in the morning, uh, not often near game time. Uh, when we're getting closer to the games, I'll, Look to see, uh, you know, which ones have a warning. Uh, DraftKings does a good job of kind of giving you an idea of what's, uh, what games might be uh, affected by rain. And then you could also just use a site like RotoWire. Uh, they'll tell you that. Uh, once you know which games could be affected, I usually go into the, uh, weather.com maps and actually just look at the future projections. Uh, see if there's a big blob that's going to be going over the city, if it's just like spotty stuff that maybe they can dodge, uh, get a sense of what's going on from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, you mentioned that site to me, and I've had a bookmark since, and I, I like it all right. I also follow a guy named Kevin Roth WX on Twitter, and he uh, puts up DFS stuff for Roto-Grinders. Um, he's a meteorologist in Dallas-Fort Worth, but he writes up... Um, DFS stuff just for, for fantasy baseball guys, and he does a thing, and he likes to do the stop sign code in green, yellow, red for <laughs> each game. Um, so I think he's worth a follow also. He sometimes puts some stuff up on what exactly is going on. So between those, you can usually have a pretty decent idea of at least what big ones to avoid, you know, because you feel pretty dumb if you have a game that was known to be in trouble, and you accidentally right. take some guys from it, so... Yeah, hopefully uh, that helps some listeners. And James Allen, who tweeted at me, want to know about that. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, hold on, let me ask Brad. Brad, Brad has better <laughs> input than I do. Um, yeah, okay, but let's go ahead and get some of these picks from Tuesday. We always start with the catcher position. Uh, Brad, who's your favorite catcher, or at least some of your favorite catcher options <laughs> for Tuesday? Let's see. I seems I've jotted down nine. At oh I, boy don't really dislike any of them so uh we can start with the early contest there's five games uh the obvious choice is buster posey against a lefty jay hap mm-hmm. that's uh, a pretty standard thing everyone knows about posey mashes lefties he mashes everyone 
Uh, he's just a good hitter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a, a great matchup for him. Uh, should be a, a solid play. And he's not too crazy expensive this year. Uh, hasn't caught fire and, as he can. Uh, so, um, you know, he's affordable enough to plug into a lineup. Uh, also, like Evan Gaddis against uh, Chris Roussan. Uh He's playing at Houston. Uh, we know it won't be affected by rain. They got the roof. Uh, the other... Uh, Texas game and uh, this evening in uh, Arlington, Texas, uh, could mm-hmm. be affected by storms. So uh, keep keep that in mind later. Uh, but yeah, I like Gaddis. Uh, he's got power. He's uh, kind of a, a lottery pick most days. Uh, you're going to get you know maybe a home run, a double, or not much of anything. <laughs> yeah. So I know he's risky. Yeah, I know we're going to talk about this guy a bit uh, this morning. Uh, Chris Russin. As a mm-hmm. lefty for Colorado, do you have any sort of read on Russin? Russin? Uh, there's, there's not much to read. He's just kind of a maybe a, a five to seven starter. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not a bad pitcher by any means. Not looking at many strikeouts. Uh, controls the zone decently. Yeah, uh, it's he, he's not a good fit for Coors Field. I'll tell you that much. But obviously, the game's not at Coors, so he'll. Yeah. Be just, a little bit safer. <laughs> yeah, he's not certainly not a train wreck of a pitcher, but certainly right. one that you can stream against. Yeah, he's definitely a guy you can target, especially guys who like facing lefties. Yep. Uh, and he yeah. does skew a little bit towards ground balls, so that's sometimes relevant. Yeah. Um, okay, who else do you like? Uh, from catcher, I also noted uh, Derek Norris against Scott Kazmir. Obviously, mm-hmm. a matchup's not as great, but Norris does like his lefties. Yeah. Uh, another option alternative to Buster Posey in that early slate. Yeah, I had him down too. It was like, eh, Casimir's not great, but I like Norris against the lefty for sure. Uh, getting into that late contest, uh, I'll mention these three guys. They're kind of more uh, moderately decent matchups, more of a throwaway, I would say. Uh, kind of like a, a semi-punt. Uh, Travis Darnot against Scott Copeland. Okay. Uh, Francisco Cervelli against Jose Quintana. And... Uh, Jonathan Lucroy against Chris Young. Okay. Yeah, guys without the platoon advantage, but at least uh, interesting still, for yeah. sure. The guys I really like are Matt Wieters against Jerome Williams. Uh, Baltimore's lovely place for power. Mm-hmm. Uh, weather remains really good for home run conditions in Baltimore. Uh, also like Asmani Grandel if that game gets in against Chichi Gonzalez. Uh, I had Grandel for sure. Um, Chi-Chi is a guy I'm still kind of figuring out, but I, I had Grandall. I think he can do well. And Wieters is a switch hitter, prefers mm-hmm. to face lefties, but is by no means bad against righties. So, And that uh, stadium's even better for left-handed power, so yeah. it kind of evens out. And Jerome Williams is very hittable. So, right. Yeah. Um, the only one I have that you didn't is, you know, Brian McCann could do fine yeah. against David Phelps. It's in Miami, though. I, I also listed him. I, yeah. I figured I'd talk long enough. <laughs> yeah, I figure he's better in Yankee Stadium. It's not great. There's other better options. So, yeah, lots of places to go with catcher. Um, you should be not short in options. When you have a position like this that seems to have plenty of options, a lot of times I pick out pick from at last, just because I can go pick from because there's just a lot of directions to go in terms of budget. So I might pick catcher last when I'm filling out my DFS lineup. Unless one of those guys really sticks out to you that you love. Um, but yeah, 
So similar to first base, usually I have usually a bunch of first base options, so I like to pick it close to last too. Um, I did not have as many options at first base as most days, though. Did you dig deep and find more than I did? How's your first base stack look? Let me count this up. I think it's more than ten. Oh, boy. Okay, yeah, apparently. Yep, eleven. <laughs> Mine's about five. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, I have five. I have a sixth one I wanted to mention, but... So I had Chris Davis against Jerome Williams, who I think mm-hmm. can do fine. But he's been so cold lately that it's hard for me to get excited about that. Especially yeah, if you have he's... ten other options. I mean, he's the standard, you know, Chris Carter, Pedro Alvarez, they're, they're all the same asset class here. Mm-hmm. You're throwing a guy out there hoping you get two home runs, knowing that you'll probably get four strikeouts. Yep. Yeah. So. Definitely not a cash game play, uh, couldn't work in a GPP, so. Yeah. Especially if you're stacking against Jerome Williams, uh, yeah. Davis is definitely an option. If you, if you buy in the hot cold streaks, Chris Davis has been cold though. Which doesn't mean he can't hit a pair of homers today, but I don't know. He's been called. Um, yeah, where else did you go? You mentioned Chris Carter. I have him also against mm-hmm. Chris Russin. You know, the same, just like you said, has the platoon advantage and could do big things, but certainly could do nothing as well. Right. The early contest didn't really have too many good first base options. There's Carter. Uh, I don't mind David Ortiz against Julio Tehran, who's mm-hmm. been a little homer prone this year. Yep. Uh, games in Boston, it's not a great place for lefty power. Ortiz has obviously overcome that in the past, and he's looked better since that uh, short benching that he had the other uh, last week it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I think maybe he made a fine adjustment. It's helped him a bit. Uh, I didn't follow what he did last night, but going into last night, he had like three home runs in four days. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, hopefully you can hang on to that power stroke, and you don't really have too many alternatives in that game slate. Um, yep. Other guy you could look at is Logan Morrison against Tim Linscombe. Yeah. Uh, it's a, a bargain play, mm-hmm. uh, but Lord Morrison has ups and downs this year. He, he puts hard contact in play. Linscombe's kind of looking like we expected him to look recently, yeah, uh, which is not good. <laughs> yeah, he was looking so good earlier, but the peripherals showed not a big change. So right. that seems a little inevitable. We, we, we seem to be in the regression zone now. Mm-hmm. Morrison might be a fine play, especially if you're trying to get him cheap. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously not a, a great one, especially at AT&T Park. <laughs> yeah. Out of that later contest, uh, some big names, uh, Paul Goldschmidt against uh, Garrett Richards. Uh, never mind Paul Goldschmidt, uh, but the price on him is pretty obscene. Uh, you'd have to be using a cheap pitcher to mm-hmm. justify using him against a righty. Uh, another guy doesn't have the platoon advantage, but I still like plenty. Uh, Miguel Cabrera against Michael Lorenzen. Yep, yep. Lorenzen's, I wrote down uh, this. I wrote down Tigers versus Lorenzen. <laughs> That's, I probably could have done that. I got yeah. out a tiger per position, pretty much. Um, yeah, Lorenzen's nothing special. Uh, just a guy who goes out there, uh, gives you innings. That's about all you can say about him. Um, Doesn't Tiger's offense do just either. fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I like them as one of those fill-in offenses where if you can't find somebody somewhere, just see who the Tigers are starting. Could do okay. You know, at least be part of a stack that should score plenty of runs. So, right. Yep. Uh, also, like uh, Anthony Rizzo, well enough against Trevor Bauer. Uh, Bauer's a good pitcher. 
Uh, he can give up his share of home runs. Uh, Rizzo is obviously a fantastic hitter. Uh, anytime he has the platoon advantage, I think it's justifiable to consider using him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Bowers, no uh, uh, Matt Harvey or um, elite right-hander. Uh, he's just a uh, a good pitcher. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned that, and I'm going to want to bring it up later, so I'm just going to bring it up now instead. What's up with Matt Harvey? The Blue Jays go to New York. And they get Matt Harvey, which usually, I mean, the Blue Jays and they can hit, but he's been so bad lately. It's just been homer prone. Are you, one, are you concerned? But two more, more importantly, would you consider taking any Blue Jays today at City Field? I'm going to go with no and no, but okay. I also would not consider using Matt Harvey tonight. Yeah. Uh, that's a bad matchup for him. Yeah, it's, there's definitely risk. I, I think Harvey's fine. Yeah. Uh, he's His stuff is going to be uh, prone to occasional home run. Uh, just a guy g- guessing right, getting around on a pitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to see runs like this, uh, streaks where he's mortal uh, throughout his career. But it doesn't mean anything. Uh, it's just uh, might be... You know, semi-tipping something with like a usage pattern that a scout's picked up on. Um, I'm All sure right. an adjustment will be made, and he'll be back on track soon. Right, we are not concerned. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I noted that maybe Blue Jays worthwhile there, but there's just too many other options to really dig that deep. Um, speaking of like in that game, Lucas Duda gets Scott Copeland. Mm-hmm. Uh, could do fine. Uh, I also had Adrian Gonzalez at Chichi Gonzalez. Gonzalez on Gonzalez. Um, Chichi has done well so far, but not enough for me to avoid picking against him just yet. Um, I think he could do fine. And then I have Eric Hosmer at Matt Garza, who is just pretty average. And uh, Eric Hosmer is certainly capable of uh, getting the job done. Yeah. So what are the first basemen that you have? That's plenty, but do you have any more? <laughs> I did. Uh, Jose Breu, I don't mind his matchup with uh, Charlie Morton. Uh, games at PNC Park, it's not a, a front-line choice, and given mm-hmm. his price, I might be looking at some of the uh, better alternatives uh, yeah. that are just slightly more expensive. Yeah, but Charlie. if you can't figure out how to trim you know, $400, $500 from your roster, uh, Breu is a fine choice. Charlie He's Morton... Better is my Field of Streams pick, and I've talked about him before, and I've used him before, all basically because of his skill to silence righties. It's mm-hmm. something he's just really good at, and pitching him in Pittsburgh is not so bad either, but kind of shuts down righties, and there were just not very many lefties in the White Sox lineup that scared me. So, I mean, Jose Abreu's pretty darn good, so it's it's I give him credit, and he can certainly do something, but... Charlie Morton, you know, they're both right-handed, and that could be pretty okay for Charlie Morton. I don't know. Yep. I, I like to watch him. He's kind of fun knowing that that's his skill that he's so good at. Uh, two other value picks you could look at. Ryan Howard at Chris Tillman. Uh, Tillman's scuffled. Uh, Baltimore's mm-hmm. good for lefty power. Ryan Howard is a lefty power hitter. Yeah, um, I like that. That's he's for... not expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spits that same asset class as Chris Davis. Uh, you're hoping he hits two home runs and not four strikeouts. <laughs> yep. Both of which he's very capable of. Adam Lind against Chris Young's another option. Sure. You're kind of playing the card on the fly ball babbit, you know, yep. hoping they, he's not going to get fooled too often on, and get strikeouts. Um, but if, if Lind, uh, 
you know, Lynn puts it in place and things can happen. So, all right. And then how about second base? Do you have nearly that many picks at second base? Uh, second base and shortstop are my thinnest positions. I have four at each. Okay. Uh, yeah. So from that early game, I've only tabbed Colton Wong and Robinson Cano. So okay. Wong will have uh, Kyle Gibson. Mm-hmm. I'm not thrilled about the matchup, but I feel the same way about Cano against Lidscombe. They're kind of just picks. Yeah. Uh, have the platoon advantage, and uh, they're basic and not elite pitcher. That's about all I can say. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had Wong down because Kyle Gibson is just not great. And then... Cano has just driven his price down so far, and that's because he's been not good, I get that, mm-hmm. but I have not given up on him yet. I feel like DFS pricing kind of has, but I'm not ready to be done. So if he has a good lineup or a good matchup, I just kind of got to take that. He's in the, the heart of the Mariners order. got to see what he can do. So I have that. Um, I have Jose Altuve against Chris Russin, but he's hurt. He's out. Right. That would be a great matchup for him, but no can do. So... No, Jose Altuve. I also had, um, wanted to talk about Jimmy Paredes versus Jerome Williams. Jimmy Paradise just feels like he's, he's done. You know, that hot streak was really nice. <laughs> it was lightning in a bottle. It's gone. He's back to being ice cold. So I don't think you can really pick him until he starts showing it again, you know. But as far as I'm concerned right now, no thanks. Got to, got to see some life again. And we have not, so. See, um, see, I, I modestly disagree. Okay. So, I'm okay with I, that. I, I, I concur that Peretti seems to have you know, lost whatever was happening, which is probably just flukishness to begin mm-hmm. with. But against Williams, I think you know his profile of power. Uh, he his biggest issue is strikeouts, which he should be able to avoid with Williams. Mm-hmm. Uh, Put those two together, a good ballpark for power. He'll be batting left-handed as a switch hitter. Uh, the the situation's still pretty good for Paredes tonight. Yep, yep, I, that's why I wanted to note him. He, he has a good matchup, and I would usually consider him. Too cold for me right now, but but in a good in a good environment for sure. Um, Where else did you go with second base? Not really too thrilled with any of these picks. Uh, mm-hmm. Ian Kinsler against Michael Lorenzen. Yep. Uh, just your, the Tigers that we mentioned. Um, yep. Have a good matchup. <laughs> um, be better if he is a lefty, but he's not. Uh, still doesn't matter that much. Uh, Howie Kendrick versus uh, Chichi Gonzalez. Uh, kind of picking on Chichi tonight if they get that game in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not. I'm not seeing anything that's impressive about him. He's, I think he still has more walks than strikeouts. Yeah. I can pull this up real quick. Oh, that's right. Fangraphs does not recognize the name Chi-Chi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he has more walks than strikeouts still. Just uh, eight strikeouts and ten walks. Also hit batter uh, in almost 22 innings. That's so, a big red flag. It's one of the yep. biggest pitcher red flags. Not much you can do with that. Um, yeah, he's not getting whiffs. He's walking guys. He's walking more guys than he's striking out. Uh, somehow he's a zero point four two ERA. Yeah. Uh, so at the some Dodgers, point he's gonna. The Dodgers might have something to say about that for sure. Yeah. At some point, given that he plays in a pit- hitter friendly environment, he's got a five point one seven xFIP. He's gonna start looking like that guy. Yeah. 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 I, I like that just fine. I also had Brandon Phillips. 
Yeah, it's Kyle Ryan. Do you have any sort of opinion on Kyle Ryan, other than he's left-handed and not that great? Yeah, that's that seems to fit my opinion. Doing yeah. all right. So, I mean, I, I thought he was done. I had kind of given up on him in regular leagues. I'm not running out to get him, but I finally I, I feel fine about putting him in the lineups for this game. So, I mean, Kyle Ryan's not great. So, um, also D Gordon versus Nate Eovaldi. Who can do fine in Marlin Stadium? Not pumped yep. about it, but the standard uh, Gordon. <laughs> yeah, it's capable. Ivaldi, e- former teammate. Um, actually, no, not former teammate. Former Miami Marlin, but I don't believe. Right. But not at the same time as is uh, T Gordon. They might have been on the Dodgers at the same time. That's true, actually. I, I'm not gonna go look it up right now. Yeah, I don't. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, but it's but it's possible. Yeah. Um. All right. Any other second baseman for you? Oh, that's it. Cool. All right. On to third base. Third base was deep for me. Um, but often it is. Everyone's small things align and there's plenty of third basemen. Um, Matt Carpenter gets Kyle Gibson. Yep. Always capable. Kyle Gibson is just not great. Doesn't strike out anybody, which is impressive because everybody strikes out people nowadays. So Matt Carpenter can do fine against him. Um, do you like Matt Duffy against J.A. Happ? Yeah. I don't mind it. Uh, platoon advantage. Uh, yeah. he's solid guy uh, if you're looking in like traditional fantasy leagues or so on uh he's got some nice position eligibilities uh yeah. shortstop eligible even oh yeah that's pretty helpful um i have kyle seager tim Lincecum, so both the third baseman in that matchup um pretty okay again wish it weren't in san francisco but it, but it's doable kyle seager is very capable of handling tim Lincecum. um juan uribe gets wade miley Juan Uribe oh, yeah. is not Super exciting, and it's a platoon advantage, even though he doesn't care that bad. But it's in Boston, and it's against Wade Miley. So I think Juan Uribe could be a little sneaky pick. Um, Michael Franco gets Chris Tillman. That's not a platoon advantage, but Chris Tillman has shown the ability this year to be bad against righties and lefties. So Michael Franco could do fine. Um, on the flip side, Manny Machado gets Jerome Williams. We've already talked about a bunch of Orioles. Also not a platoon advantage, but Machado actually prefers to hit righties, at least by the numbers. On paper, he does. So Machado could do well. Um, Josh Harrison has revived his season and is back yep. to doing well. And he has a platoon advantage against Jose Quintana, who has not revived his season just yet. <laughs> um, so I like some of those pirates against Quintana, and Josh Harrison is one of them. Um, if you're going to pay full price, Todd Frazier against Kyle Ryan is probably the best pick in a vacuum, if you can afford it. Uh, he loves to mash lefties, and Kyle Ryan, as we said, is not a great lefty. So if you can fit it in, it should be at the top of your, your price point, but Todd Frazier against Kyle Ryan is where you want to go. And then Mike Moustakis gets Matt Garza, and Moustakis is a frustrating player, but certainly has potential. And uh, Matt Garza is predictably average, so um, Moustakis could do fine. That's a rundown of what I have at third base. What, who do you got that I missed? Uh, I don't mind Pablo Sandoval against Julio Tehran. Okay, uh, sure. Tehran's just been a little off this year. Uh, mostly it's just home runs, and I think it's all kind of fluke. Uh, mm-hmm. It's got an elevated home run to fly ball ratio, and sometimes that means a pitcher's making bad pitches and getting hammered, and uh, sometimes it just means that he's a little unlucky. Yeah, uh, not sure which is the story, but Tehran looks mo- mostly like his normal self, uh, at least on the stat page and in pitch effects. Mm-hmm. Sandoval's been actually hot the last uh, four or five games. 
so maybe he's starting to turn the corner too. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did leave the other game uh, the other day with like a minor quad injury, but he came back in and played last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, other guy I would mention is uh, Chris Bryant against Trevor Brower, and given his price, uh, you're pretty close to Todd Frazier at that point, and I'd much prefer Todd Frazier to Bryant tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Bryant, big power hitter, uh, as I mentioned before, uh, Bauer can uh, run into trouble with home runs at times, so... Yep. Brian's a, an upside play for a home run. Yep. Any other third baseman? Is that about it? That's it. Okay, cool. On the shortstop, which I agreed was pretty thin, I had four names. That's not including Jose Iglesias, who I'm not excited about. But again, if you're going to just grab somebody from the Dodgers, or not Dodgers, um, from the Tigers stack, he could do fine. Could All he needs to do is get on base and could hopefully score some runs. So not as exciting. Um, I had Johnny Peralta against Kyle Gibson. Uh, again, we've kind of fallen for Johnny Peralta on this podcast because he's hitting well against righties as well. Um, it'll cost you a little bit. Uh, DFS has followed suit in terms of pricing for the most part, depending on your format. But Johnny Peralta can take on Kyle Gibson and do fine. I wrote Angleton Simmons at Wade Miley. I like when he has a good advantage in a good setting. Uh, he has the pop to be kind of an interesting interesting guy at the plate. Uh, so Andrelton Simmons goes to Boston. Uh, Brad Miller gets Tim Lincecum, and Brad Miller has enough pop and enough speed to make himself interesting in the right situation. Not thrilling, but interesting. Um, could possibly do some damage in San Francisco. And then Elvis Andrews gets Brad Anderson, and he has a platoon advantage there. Uh, righty on lefty, who... Brady Anderson's pretty okay, and Andrews is not great, but uh, I could see that going okay for him if you believe in the Rangers against the Dodgers. Again, weather permitting. Um, yeah, where'd you go for shortstop? Uh, interestingly, between the two of us, we have a bunch of names, because you only mentioned, I think, one guy that I have listed. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Carlos Correa versus Chris Rassan. Yeah, uh, I'm I gotta, surprised you didn't mention him. Uh, I probably just slipped through the cracks. I gotta mentally remind myself that's another Astros righty that I'm <laughs> adding to the stack. It's like before when I see twins at a lefty, I go, "Oh yeah, Dozier and Ploof." But I'm training myself. Like Tory Hunter is also in there now too. Yep. So yeah, Correa is a right-handed Astros bat. You're right. Yep, that's a uh, good matchup, good ballpark. Uh, so especially with so that good. early contest, that's the. Uh, yeah, best offensive place to go today, mm-hmm. and it's a good matchup for him, pitcher-wise. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Wilmer Flores will face Scott Copeland. Flores likes ground ball pitchers, and Copeland seems to be one of those types. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I, I don't have a good scouting report on Copeland. I don't know for sure that he's a ground ball pitcher. He has been through his first ten innings. Yeah. <laughs> That's about all I know. Yeah. Uh, no one's really writing up that much about the guy. He's kind of a, a very marginal prospect, or yeah. not even a prospect, really. A uh, 27-year-old getting his first taste of the majors. Yeah, N- not real exciting. It's it's Matt's Field of Streams pick, which I did not share his trust in, but he'll be worth keeping No, that's a risky on. pick. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. the Mets did get no hit by Chris Heston the other day, so... Yeah. And Heston's fine, but fine shouldn't be no hitting anyone. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, uh, <laughs> moving along, uh, Jung Ho Gun against Jose Quintana. 
another guy, uh, Platoon Advantage, and we haven't seen enough good one. of Gung against lefties to know if he's a Platoon guy, if he hits better against lefties, or it's just kind of flat. Uh, we'll, you know, slowly start to find out, and uh, this is one where uh could be uh, some interesting information for us. Yeah, that's a good one. And then uh, two really cheap, uh, not quite punts, but I'll I'll call them punts. Uh, Jimmy Rollins against Chichi Gonzalez. I don't uh, mind Rollins, that at all. Rollins has not had a good season, but we're looking at a pretty nice pitcher's park. And you know, Gonzalez, I, I I feel like something's going to break eventually. It's going to be ugly when it happens. Yeah. Uh, it could be today against the Dodgers if they get that game in. Uh, the other guy I like is uh, Eugenio Suarez against Kyle Ryan. Mm-hmm. He's a nice offensive-minded shortstop, uh, getting a chance to play now that Zach Cosart's out for the year. Yep. Yep. Okay. Sure. Uh, and then outfield, which I'm sure we have way too many. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll try I, and I stopped after a certain point. <laughs> okay, I'll try and run down as as relatively quickly as I can. George Springer is in that Astros righty stack against Chris mm-hmm. Russon. He could be a big part of that. I like that if you can afford it. Um, I wrote the Padres righties against Casimir, the big ones, Upton and Kemp. But it's, there's too many other options. I, I'm going somewhere else instead of Casimir. I like Kasner. Kasmir. Um, Reddick goes to Kashner in San Diego, which is fine. I mm-hmm. uh, don't really... Again, too many options to pick a guy going to San Diego and Kashner's can be pretty competent. Tough here, but can be can be pretty competent. Before um, you move on on that one, uh, yeah. the ground ball fly ball splits like Reddick against uh, Kashner too. He's better against ground ball pitchers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, could could see him. You could see it. You know, again, I don't love it in San Diego, but I don't. I like it better than the flip side. The guys against Casimir. So uh, Josh Reddick could be a good pick there. Um, I have Justin Maxwell against Jay Happ in terms of a cheap option. Uh, he's right-handed and likes to hit lefties, and that's how they like to use him. So um, he, he plays a fair amount, but most importantly, righty on lefty. Um, Matt and I keep talking about Cameron Maben. Do you like Cameron Maben? He's actually, you know, been doing some stuff with Atlanta. Yeah, it seems like he's the the better version of Cameron Maben right now, and the main thing I'm looking at him for, uh, not... Uh, counting on too much power out of him. Uh, I know he has five home runs, but I don't really... Mm-hmm. I don't know if he'll hit another five all season, even if he's playing all, every day. Uh, it's not a, a deep threat by any means. Uh, but he can run, and so that gives him you know, ability to reach base at an elevated rate. Yeah. And you know, he's putting enough balls in play to bat like 280 the rest of the season. Yeah. Uh, decent walk rate. Uh, some stolen bases here and there. Yeah. Well, uh, it's not a bad profile. Yeah. He gets Wade Miley and he's right handed. So there's still platoon advantage for him and it's in Fenway. So I like that. Just fine. Definitely looks good today. Yeah. Um, Adam Jones gets Jerome Williams. There's no analysis needed for that. It's in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. It'll be fine. Um, Adam Eaton gets Charlie Morton. So I said I like Charlie Morton against the White Sox because there aren't any lefties to really worry about. Adam Eaton's left handed and he had been so bad, but he's gotten a little bit better. So far this season, enough to like have my attention. So yeah, it's against a decent pitcher who can't get out lefties. So Adam Eaton could do something. I don't know who's going to drive him in though. Maybe Adam LaRoche doesn't see Melky Cabrera is going to be a big help. Um, 
One I really like and I would like to try and afford in most formats, Starling Marte gets Jose Quintana. Starling Marte, as I keep saying, destroys lefties. Jose Quintana is destroyable. Uh, so, uh, Starling Marte is, is a big one for me, I think. Um, Curtis Granderson gets Scott Copeland. Okay. You know, if you want to Mets stack against Copeland, I don't have a problem with that. Um, David DeJesus gets Tanner Roark. I have a hard time picking out a much more boring option than David DeJesus. Uh, <laughs> Matt has brought him up and likes him. I'm, I'm not telling you he won't succeed. He could do just fine. It's just, it doesn't make me excited. I like to, I want something with a little more upside. Something could be a little more exciting, but David DeJesus could do fine. Bryce Harper against Alex Colome. If you can afford him, go nuts. Cause he's doing fine. <laughs> Can't afford him. Denard yeah. Span gets Alex Colomai, and that's probably a little more towards most people's budget I'm at the top of that Nationals lineup. He's been running lately and, you know, gets on base, could be driven in, uh, for the Nationals. So I like Span as a middle level cheaper option. Um, do you like Kyle Blanks against Brett Anderson? Kyle Blanks likes to hit lefties. And so I'd like to think that he gets into this game. Are you a Kyle Blanks guy? More or less. Uh, he's, He's a fine pick for today. Yeah, against any lefty, I'm looking at him as an option. Yeah. For sure. Um, and Brett Anderson, I have a soft spot for, and I think he can do well, but not enough that I'm going to, like, avoid picking against him. Right. Um, Jacques Peterson and Andre Ethier get Chichi Gonzalez. We already ran down why Chichi is not scary. So they could both do well. They're in Texas. And I mentioned the other day, while all the Dodgers are in Texas, Alex Guerrero might get in the lineup too. Um, he's right handed. That's righty on righty. But if you believe in Alex Guerrero, he could do fine also. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't shy away just because of the lack of a platoon advantage. And then Cole Calhoun is the best Angels lefty bat and he gets, uh, Jeremy Hellickson, who's just not very good. So, um, Cole Calhoun could do his part too. Whew, that's a mouthful. Um, <laughs> Brad, who do you have that I might have missed? A couple guys, uh, from stacks and groups that you, you skimmed over, I'll add in, uh, Mike Trout is another guy if you want to kind of p- couple somebody with Calhoun, mm-hmm. uh, good option against Hellickson. Uh, Yasil Puig could also be in that, uh, Chichi Gonzalez mix. Sure. Uh, also looking at, uh, Giancarlo Stanton and Christian Yelich against, uh, uh Nate Yovaldi. Uh, especially like Stanton, Yovaldi just seems like the type of pitcher that Stanton feasts on. Yeah. I could easily see him hitting a couple balls 450 feet against him. Yeah. Um, Byron Buxton's cheap and we know he has a, a crazy skill set. Uh, yeah. He hasn't done anything yet to inflate the price, so you know, maybe it's worth taking a shot against Michael Waka. Uh, sure. Waka's obviously one of the better pitchers of the day, but it's Talking a wild about card. Buxton here. <laughs> Those guys, a, when they come up, you have no clue what they're going to do. They're kind of a wild card. I don't yep. think he'd be crazy. Uh, Buxton's supposed to be the next Mike Trout. He could. He he doesn't have that kind of power, mm-hmm. uh, but he does have power. So yeah, you know, I, I'd be more looking for uh, you know, maybe a couple singles, a uh, couple stolen bases, hopefully some runs scored. Uh, the reason I'm at the bottom of the lineup too, but like I said, he's cheap. Uh, that helps. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else am I missing here on this list? Uh, Alex Gordon and uh, Lorenzo Kane against Matt Garza. Uh, mm-hmm. Garza's a ordinary type of pitcher, as we mentioned. Gordon will have the platoon advantage. Kane bats third. Uh, 
Also, a couple Tigers, uh, J.D. Martinez and Jonas Cispedes against Michael Lorenzen. Okay, yeah, any of, any of them can do just fine against Lorenzen. I don't care about not having the platoon advantage. I'm just going to, literally going to write in the post, Tigers hitters. <laughs> that whole lineup can do just fine. Um, All right, yeah. that's a lot of names. <laughs> so it's a lot of outfielders. There's places to go. If you're not feeling great about a pick, there are other options. Don't Don't force any of them, for sure. And then, and same with weather. If the weather seems iffy, there's enough options. Just stay away from it. Don't, you don't want to spend your day worrying about it, you know, weather and keeping your eye, you know, sitting there hitting refresh on weather reports and stuff. There's places to go. You can feel comfortable, I feel like. Um, okay. And then pitcher. Um, I like both sides of Trevor Bauer at Jake Arietta. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing I don't like is that they face off against each other, yep. and that could make a win tough. That said, they could both do pretty well. Um, Garrett Richards gets the Diamondbacks. He he does fine. The Diamondbacks are mostly righty batters. Um, it, it's not great, but it is fine. Uh, I mentioned Scott Copeland because Matt has him. He's at the Mets. That's a bet against the Mets, not for Scott Copeland, but... If you want to go real cheap and then try and use guys like Harper and Trout, uh, it's possible. Uh, my cheap option is Charlie Morton versus Quintana. I like that more. Obviously, I'm biased. I like that one more. But um, he shuts down righties, and there just aren't that many scary uh, lefties in the White Sox lineup. Um, I like Scott Casimir in San Diego. We mentioned some hitters that could hit him. Um, the righties in the Padres lineup, but uh, he could do fine. I, I like Scott Casimir. And on the flip side, Andrew Kashner gets the A's. He could also do fine. Again, the downside here is that they face each other. But I like both sides of Kazmir at Kashner. Um, are you a Vincent Velazquez guy? Is that a player you're excited about at all? Either today or I am or excited about him. I'm less excited about him from a DFS perspective. Okay. Uh, so I'm concerned enough, uh, given that you know, Houston's a good place for power, uh, they got, uh, Rockies have Corey Dickerson back in the lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carlos Gonzalez looks like he might have some life again. Tulowitzki's hitting well. Uh, mm-hmm. Blackman's fine. Yeah, it's not uh, a great matchup. Th- there's, there's a solid team that he's going to be facing at a, a decent place for power and hitting. Uh, so I'm not too thrilled about that matchup for today, but I do like Velasquez's future. Yep. Picture to keep an eye on for sure. And then, um, like you said, Michael Walker gets the Twins, and he could do just fine there. Michael Walker's pretty good, and the Twins don't hit righties that well. Cool. Um, what other pitchers did you like after I lost over those real quick? <laughs> that was, that was, I had six guys written down. Uh, you, you covered them all. Uh, Kazmir Waka, that uh, Arietta Bauer matchup, and uh, Quintana and Morton. Okay. Uh, Bauer and Quintana are the guys who I was wanted to be as kind of sneaky picks today, but with Bauer against Arietta, it's really hard to pick him yeah. uh, here, giving up that at least half of a win uh, in value. Usually you're trying to pick a guy who, you know, you're three quarters confident will get a win. Uh, so, you know, maybe pencil in Bauer for a, a 30, 40% chance at earning the victory. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Jake Arietta has just been awesome. He's been yeah. awesome. He's he's a very good pitcher, but uh, the same kind of goes for Arietta. Uh, Bauer's a little uh, shakier, but he Arietta's going to be losing a, a good portion of his chance for a win by facing him. Yeah, uh, and then same kind of goes with that Quintana Morton matchup. Uh, they 
I think both of them against the ma- the offenses they're facing, mm-hmm. uh, solid DFS matchups. Uh, that they're facing each other kind of hurts their value a lot. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, that's the thing, definitely for sure, is trying to keep an eye on the opposite. You know, opposite starter could cause some problems for you. Um, it's a big deal in fantasy usually, but especially in DFS where you're kind of micromanaging and, and looking real close. So, um, okay. Uh, that was a whole bunch of picks for Tuesday. A lot of options there, uh, which I like. A lot of places to go. So, yeah. Like I said, don't, don't feel like you're forced into any picks anywhere. Um, there's a lot of bad pitchers, which makes for a lot of good hitting, uh, options. Uh, Brad, you got anything to add before we get on out of here? Uh, just a couple of weather warnings, I guess. So, yeah. mentioned the Rangers game. That's the most likely to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I explained, uh, seems like there'll be rain early at least. Uh, might clear out within an hour of game time, so you could see a, you know, one and a half, two hour delay and then a normal game. Uh, there is a risk that continues. Uh, Mets game has a risk of early storms. Uh, that's one that could be delayed too, but I think that one will get in, uh, based on the current weather reports. Uh, Red Sox and Cardinals both, uh, have like a 50% chance for storms throughout game, so, uh, keep an eye on it. Uh, mm-hmm. That, that's kind of, when you're seeing like 50%, that's when, uh, and, and I'm talking about in the morning when you see 50%, that's when it, close to game time, it tends to, get down to like 10% or it's up near like 90 to 100%. You'll have so, a much better idea as it gets closer. <laughs> yeah, it's uh the the uncertainty is explained uh within an hour of game time usually. Yeah. Uh, so, just keep an eye on it. Uh we'll we'll find out what happens. <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay, cool. Well, that should do it for us today on Thursday. Um again, I'm Dylan Higgins on Twitter at @higginsfos. And Brad can be found on Twitter at Baseball A Team. Yeah, we love to hear what you think of the podcast. Yeah, people have been hitting me up more lately in terms of just asking for fantasy advice. And never mind uh, talking fantasy. Doesn't feel like a chore at all. Just like to, you know, come up with uh, what guys you like and what you're looking at. So if you guys uh, have fantasy questions, uh, we'd like to hear from you and, and what you look at, what, what you got going on, uh, especially in DFS. So. Um, that should do it for us. Uh, for Brad, I'm Dylan, and we will talk to you guys on Wednesday. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit fangraphs.com slash fantasy, or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.